Hey, uh, welcome to Game Guys Advance Episode 6. We're recording to you, recording to us, to you, live on Ice Cream Day. It's yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> July 17th is Ice Cream Day, and by the time you're listening to this, you'll just have to look forward to next year. If anyone's Sorry. eating ice cream at 10 a.m., I'm sick. I had, I, just yesterday, I had ice cream at like 3 p.m., and it did feel weird. <laughs> That's definitely weird. It, like, uh, no, no. Maybe if you're having like a little, a little league game, is that when you get ice cream? <laughs> you go into a lot of those. I don't know. I mean, I used to take my brother to his little league games, and like they had a little uh, place called Slush Puppies on the on the pitch, so you get the boy some ice cream after he losing. I don't think he ever <laughs> won any baseball. Slush Puppies was my favorite Dreamcast game. Slush Puppies sounds like like Hush Puppies. Is that a shoe brand? What are we talking about? (laughs) What's this? Let's reset it ourselves. Yeah, what's this podcast about? Video games. Oh, I thought it was about Hush Puppies. We're gonna have to be doing a lot of uh, Hush Puppying today because the topic is um, theft. Uh, Let's see. I have the show notes saved as emulator Gramps. Okay. Like a like a Gary Oak joke. Yeah, kind of like a smellulator, but it's emulator. I so like it. We're going to be talking a little bit about emulation, legally, of course. Wink, wink. Yeah. So I've been I've been busy with this. I kind of dusted off the old 3ds or, sorry, new 2ds XL Pikachu edition. If you want to get specific. Very important. And I found it's really easy to I'm going to say enhance enhance this thing where I'm taking a stab at a lot of Game Boy Advance games that I don't think I ever knew existed. Now, when you say easy, you um, you kind of work in tech. Mm-hmm. Is it easy for someone who, you know, hypothetically isn't that tech savvy, just like hypothetically? Absolutely. So it was honestly pretty relaxing. So it's, if you know how to pull the SD card out of your 3DS and put it into a card reader on your computer. You just kind of have to do that back and forth a few times. But -hmm. other than that, I was just following a very specific step-by-step guide. I read the step. I did the thing. Yeah, that was about it. It only got a little more tedious when you're actually going into trying to actually inject ROMs onto the 3DS. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many different ways you can do it, and a lot of articles online recommend different, different types what I ended up doing for the Game Boy Advance game specifically, there's this tool. I, I don't know, it like in, injects them or something. They call it injecting, but mm-hmm. it basically treats it. Well, actually, some some backstory. When the th- people that got the 3DS like mad early, there used to be the ambassador program. Do you know what that is? The 3DS. It sounds familiar. What is it again? It was sick. So, like, a lot of early adopters of the 3DS, since the lineup sucked when it, when it came out, um, it had a pretty extensive, like, virtual console with actual, like, Game Boy Advance games on it. Um, mm-hmm. They had some other exclusive games on there. But what this injecting tool does is kind of treats it so if you throw any, like, GBA ROMs on your 3DS, it's treating them as a virtual console game. Okay. So, it's, it's playing them on... Like, it's not emulated. It's actually playing the GBA game using the virtual console stuff. Okay. So, like, 
these games are running great. <laughs> nice. Is there like a name of this like program or? Yeah, it's it's called New Super Ultimate Injector 3DS. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But it, you know, you can use it for uh, NES, NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. I mean, that, that's a, I always kind of lump those together. But mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance, I think even like Game Gear, <laughs> if you want to throw <laughs> some like Sega nonsense on there. But yeah. basically like classic Nintendo. There are like, once you do get your 3DS hacked, there's other applications you can throw on there to get it to do like, the one app is having it boot up as a DS. Okay. So you can play kind of just normal DS games. If you own those digitally somehow, you can <laughs> you can play those. Um, other than that, I mean, it's it's not really doing anything bad to the 3DS hardware. Like there wasn't anything. Like the console doesn't seem to run any different. It opens mm-hmm. up the same. I just have some extra icons on here. Okay. Now and now it's just more fun. Yeah. With like all of these, with like the world at your fingertips, you know, mm-hmm. every potential game that dropped on any of these consoles what is the first game that you went to so the the first game i actually went to was aria of sorrow oh shit okay (laughs) honestly just like based off your recommendation i i don't think i've ever played a, a castlevania game like meaningfully um that game freaking owns man right (laughs) it's sick (laughs) yeah so I didn't even write the title of the game. I, I do have a list of like a lot of the stuff I've been playing. I tried to put a meaningful, like, I, I only did this this week, but I did try and get like at least two hours in a lot of these games mm-hmm. just to see how far I could get. But I only put this down as Soma These Nuts. Okay. <laughs> and I think I actually have that as a saved draft tweet. If you ever, uh, if it's late at night, you need to send that out sometime from the Game Guys account. I'd send it right now. <laughs> so, but yeah soma cruise is is awesome and there's this like there's this theme with some of these other game boy Advance games where i don't know if it's a handheld thing but a lot of these games have just like the coldest opens like this one's mm-hmm. so quickly you're literally just like hey i'm soma cruise i'm checking out this shrine and then you're teleported to dracula's castle yeah it's so tight it wastes no time getting into yeah. it a lot of these games don't and also like so there's like a couple people in there like almost immediately i think you run into is it is it graham maybe i can i spoil a little bit of aria or yeah yeah okay absolutely. i'm not yeah i can't feel bad about this <laughs> no <laughs> but like someone immediately if you know anything about castlevania i think the character's name is yoko but just like tells you the person you just ran into is alucard like oh yeah, yeah that, that's not that person that's a alu uh, oh sorry it's like oh okay yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but i like that there's sort of a luck to actually getting the monster abilities mm-hmm. so like i don't know if you still remember but i found myself using there's like the little witches i think they're called witches students on brooms they're oh, floating yeah. around mm-hmm. but if you get their ability you just throw out a cat oh i missed that <laughs> okay yeah so i just run around i just send a cat at a lot of the enemies and uh it does a heck ton of damage yeah and the the character or like the enemy design in this game is so sick like as soon as you said like the witches flying around i could i know exactly like where you're talking about yeah there's also like big flying skulls in that area 
Uh, the boss designs are sick, and none of the, like, the bosses are pretty challenging, but it, the game's really generous with the save rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was something I appreciated for sure, especially uh, after trying out Symphony of the Night. This is just a hot vampire summer all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll move on from this one, but uh, I, I do also have um, the sequel, Dawn of Sorrow? Yeah, I had not played that. Yeah, I have that one queued up on, on the DS library, but I'm going to go back and finish Ari of Sorrow. I think I said I was like 40% done. I want to say I only killed like four bosses, but the map looks pretty big now, and I'm kind of just cruising around. Soma You're... cruising around. Ah, oh, shit, you got there before I did. <laughs> I could feel you going for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to try something I hadn't already played. Um, yeah, I played played Dragon Quest V, just to move off of, because I could probably keep talking about Castlevania. <laughs> Play that. I hope... Oh, no, I'm still on Castlevania. So I hope <laughs> they give the Metroid Dread treatment to the Castlevania series. Yeah, that's, like, ideal, but would Konami do that? <laughs> that's... I don't think they would. Do they do anything cool now? No, they do nothing cool. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. There hasn't been a Castlevania game in, like, a billion years and the last few of them were all like 3d yeah which i wonder if they did that to follow like the metroid prime series Hmm. i know it was a first person but they were like trying to give the 2d world that 3d treatment like oh is this what the people want yeah i don't know it's not (laughs) i feel like when i tried to play lord of shadows which was like maybe like a whole decade ago it kind of just felt like um like a devil may cry kind of like they were going for that vibe instead of you know trying to do a 3d castlevania game because as we know that's just dark souls oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, all right i'll move on from it (laughs) so golden sun awesome this one i have listed as the coldest open the whole (laughs) the whole town is like like the second you start up the game the whole town is just going crazy because i guess the town is parked right under a big boulder. That's a really bad place to put a town. Exactly. And they're all like aware that this boulder could have fallen. Yeah. So they're like, oh, wake up, character. The boulder's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you, yeah, you're just like, going through trying to get people out of the houses and you're trying to evacuate. And eventually the boulder does come and I believe it kills your, your dad and some of your friends and stuff. I feel like that town should have like a boulder defense force like ready so to they, go. They did. Everyone has like uh like psychic powers. Okay. And they kind of charge up from like these crystals in town. But yeah, they had uh, the townsfolk sort of just holding the boulder back with their psychic powers while the town is evacuating. Okay. But it was just such a large boulder that they couldn't hold it. Yeah, Golden Sun is like one of those games I think has like a really passionate community, but I haven't, I don't know anything about it except for people wanted Isaac and Smash for like decades. Yeah, the I don't think the combat's anything to write home about. Like the other turn-based games I played have a lot more interesting combat, but this mm-hmm. game has a lot of dialogue options, which is surprising to see on a, a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Yeah, maybe for its time. Yeah, like, um, where, where are they storing all this text in this little bit of kilobytes? Yeah. <laughs> Such a small cartridge. Where do the words go? <laughs> so Have you been I, playing anything else? 
I have I, there's a lot on here. These are like notable <laughs> mentions. I'm not even into like <laughs> the best games. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Well, actually, I'll knock knock out one more like not so much a stinker, but I did try the first fire like the first GBA fire emblem. Yeah. There's a couple on there, but this one has as Lynn in it. Mm-hmm. on if you can can you hear my son yelling. <laughs> yeah, he heard. <laughs> he heard me say fire emblem. Yeah, he's on Team Lynn and just yeah. had to turn up. No, Lynn's really cool. So, but this game is kind of harder to get into. It is still like normal Fire Emblem content. But as someone who jumped into the series at Awakening and, you know, Conquest and Birthright and Three Houses, it's kind of hard to go back. Yeah, I've heard that before. I haven't gone back either, but I'm afraid to, you know. Yeah, you sort of play as like a nameless tactician in these parts. And the people you meet just kind of turn directly at the screen and remind you that you're <laughs> that you're there on the field with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really feel like a part of the world. There's no, um, there's no Robin. There's no Corin, Byleth. You're just uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you're the person holding the Game Boy, and it, it feels like that. Yeah. Um, but the, the Lynn's story is pretty cool. So she's the daughter of like, the the chieftain of some town. And her parents get killed, and then nobody in the village wanted to follow her because she's a woman. So, you team up with her and start just wrecking shit. (laughs) Okay, see, you're selling me on this. (laughs) Yeah, no, the plot is sick. It's just weird, like, I don't feel like much of a character in the world, but I want to keep helping Lynn. Yeah, it sounds like maybe that's something uh, the team might have been aware of, but just didn't implement until yeah well i wasn't um oh geez was it awakening that uh was supposed to be like their send like their final game and then it just performed so well that they kept making fire emblem games i i haven't heard that i'm pretty sure that's true uh they shouldn't have gone so hard because that game is sick (laughs) yeah and it kind of saved the franchise but yeah that's interesting i should go back yeah i I would and i can you know provide you some of my games i can share you'll lend me a cartridge yeah a physical one <laughs> <laughs> thanks I, I know you have that cartridge yeah. uh and i would love to use that on my game boy advance but so i think this is the game that roy is in like roy and marth might be sort of introduced to the mainstream series around here yeah i think marth go- dates back to an older game but really i just wanted to see where roy comes from because um, there's a couple other gba games uh, intelligent systems the developer for all those they were really like popping off on the game boy because hmm. also the advance wars series is on here another series i personally haven't played either yeah they're it's you know same kind of combat but it's like really it's like war with a bunch of comic relief <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so to get into like the the, the big games these are final i still did put a pretty decent chunk of time into that one but what, maybe the one i had the most fun with playing is kirby nightmare in dreamland okay have you messed with that at all i don't believe so okay i mean it's you know it, it's like a it's probably the best metroidvania on the game boy advance someone's gonna get really angry <laughs> what so what oh is that true no i guess because it's in stages 
you don't really have to look for stuff, but it it feels like a pretty aggressive platformer. It's like because Mario, those two D games are platformers, but this one's a lot more like there's combat involved and the powers you inhale as as Kirby are much more destructive. So the combat feels a lot more like interactive, not just like jumping on things' heads. You're you're flying around, you're absorbing like the I think the one power is like the shock power. So you mm-hmm. just do little lightning blasts and you can kind of just hold that button in front of bosses and they melt away. Yeah. But if you beat the game, you can play the whole game again as Meta Knight, which is freaking sick. That is freaking sick. I kind of want to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, in each stage, like there's a bunch of different doors you open up for all the levels, but they also open up mini games. So this is where Kirby's air grind comes from. Which I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. You Kirby's air grind? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, so it's it's four Kirby's in a race, and you're all on stars, basically grinding a rail. Is it Ollie Ollie World? It's not Ollie Ollie World. It's more like, maybe more like Line Rider. Oh, dude, Line Rider. <laughs> <laughs> you just unlocked a memory. Yeah, but <laughs> shit. Let's just talk about Line Rider instead. Yeah, welcome to our Line Rider podcast. Yeah. Uh, but no, air grind's Holy sick. Shit. It's like it's just a race, and you get like a time trial on it. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a, a hot potato mini game where it's four Kirby's in a circle, each has a frying pan, and you're slapping a bomb back and forth, mm-hmm. but playing hot potato with it. Lovely. Now uh, I guess um, on the Game Boy Advance were these multiplayer games like you could connect and. I believe this one you could play games locally if you had like some sort of crazy link cable set up. Right, right. And finally, I was playing a lot of Chrono Trigger. Okay. Which, that one's on the DS. On the DS? Yeah. Have yeah, you I, I, messed with Chrono Trigger at all, or...? No, I, I have such, like, a general blind spot uh, of just, like, this era of RPGs that everyone loves that I just... I've well, heard a lot about, but haven't played Chrono well, Trigger. So, so do I. That's, like, this whole... Well, except for Kirby. I played the hell out of that as a kid. <laughs> But yeah, all these games I'm experiencing for the first time, because mm-hmm. there's just like all these bangers from this genre that, or this whole like age where my parents really like I had I had Pokemon and they would get me like the weird knockoff movie games, like I would have yeah. like the Lord of the Rings Game Boy games. I think I had the Shrek Game Boy game. <laughs> yeah, like just a lot a lot of dumb stuff, but mm-hmm. like revisiting a lot of these things, or I guess just visiting for the first time. Chrono Trigger's awesome. Another game where it just like starts off and you're having a nice time at a fair and then the girl you just meet tests out this machine and gets sent back in time. JRPG shit. Yeah. So then you're chasing her through time and you uncover this whole like plot where she's the descendant of some like line of royalty. Of course. And if the queen back in time got abducted by some, you know, generic evil force... And since the person you met got sent back in time, they thought they had the real queen again. So they called off the search for the queen, and now the actual first in line of this whole line of royalty is probably going to either disappear or get killed by the evil thing, which okay. then makes the person you just met not exist. Oh, uh, some like real time loop stuff? Yeah, so it's like surprisingly time loop heavy on like a really fun fantasy genre also done by akira toriyami akira toriyama the the dragon ball man yeah 
yeah, yeah. so it's just a bunch of like trunks ass looking characters that sounds pretty cool actually <laughs> but that's like um, that's the jam i was playing but regardless to answer your first question i just want to play castlevania yeah that's interesting because <laughs> i know you as the rpg person mm-hmm. my go-to for rpg racks mm-hmm. uh yeah and to hear that you're getting super down on a castlevania game is pretty cool yeah i i do have metroid fusion installed as well and that that's one i really loved as a kid so i know yeah. it's gonna be good but seeing this castlevania side of it i almost like aria of sorrow more than metroid fusion oh that's big that's huge that's huge for you <laughs> the gameplay real good gameplay real good i'm a big fan of that uh that summer cruise yeah but uh, since I kind of dominated that first half there, do you have any, you uh, do you have any experience with emulating stuff or any uh, good experiences? Um, my experience with emulation has been, like way back in the day, I would, uh, again, huge blind spot for mm-hmm. like Super Nintendo era. Uh, I would emulate to finally get to play like Super Metroid and a bunch of uh, Super Nintendo games, and then. I kind of stopped doing it for a while. Not for any reason, but... um, It's a pain in the ass for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, and I did it later in life to play... uh, I did it to play Mother 3. Mm -hmm. And then either that or like a pirated version of Photoshop just tanked my computer. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, so like, honestly, just even trying to like see where... Because you can like, of course, a lot of games like... if you own the cartridge, like it's, I I wouldn't even know how to rip like my physical Game Boy, uh, advanced cartridges to a computer. But like, if I own them, I don't think there's any harm in you know getting getting a copy of something you own. But like, even trying to find you know any sites with even just downloading an emulator, like there's four thousand ads on the site, and it's mm-hmm. like it just feels like you shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's kind of daunting at times, and. There hasn't been like a real need to do it lately because like Nintendo like finally got off their ass and mm-hmm. there's like so many good games that are just free if you get the um the the online subscription service and stuff. Yeah. Kind of negating the need for like a 20-year-old me to get a Super Nintendo emulator. Yeah, I mean that that's a good point though. Do you think it's good that we're capitalizing on emulation? Like well, <laughs> <laughs> is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? No. Uh, um, yeah, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Okay. I think it's a good thing. No, I mean, I really just don't care because, like, mm-hmm. between people playing like thirty-year-old games that are hard to find nowadays versus like a giant corporation, I'm probably not going to side with the giant corporation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. In preparation for this episode, I did, I, I did test. I, I'm testing the waters again. Okay. Um, I got. Um, we'll call it, Ipen Omu, um, to emulate <laughs> a few games. Okay. Again, just cause, just because they're not. Um, there's no way I could find these games. Sure. So I've been on like a Pokemon kick. So, I got oh, nice. Black Two, which is a, a version of Pokemon that I had not played yet. Um, Weird. Yeah. I forget their sequels. <laughs> yeah. Is that the game that goes into some like vegan like pita shit? 
or is uh, that black one i don't i don't know what the version differences were but i believe black was the one where the the main baddie is a guy named n mm-hmm. and yeah his whole thing is that he doesn't think pokemon should be used for battling um and people shouldn't own pokemon then of course he you know he battles you to prove his yeah. point which screw that guy but yes kind of disappointing <laughs> yeah a little disappointing that they didn't figure out a way around that i almost would have preferred they took like a a team rocket route where they try and chase you with a big mechanical magic carp at every turn yeah and it's like the animal liberation front yeah like... oh if they just had like robot versions like a robot blastoise oh i want the baddies to not use pokemon yeah i want them to pull out a gun me too this game sounds really good yeah so did you start black too uh yeah then i i kind of got bored pretty quick okay i almost don't think the story is even that different well the thing i realized about this era of pokemon is that i just get so disinterested i'm like anti-dialogue for some reason like you really have to like hook me otherwise i'm just gonna start mashing and like not reading so then i got crystal clear pokemon crystal clear yeah to try to remedy that issue and that thing is like the antithesis of mashing through dialogue it's like we're gonna place you in any city Mm -hmm. in johto or kanto and like that's it like just go around collect and defeat gyms yeah and i would say that's like a definitive version of crystal to play yeah and i mean it remedies things like not having a run button Mm mm-hmm a lot of like quality of life issues that they fixed later in the series kind of got patched back in. I and, wonder um, how mm-hmm. that fits into like a lot of the like the copyright issues. So like Crystal Clear is almost like a complete revamp. Like they really uh, changed the initial vision and, and project where it's like a completely different game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I mean if. Nintendo could do anything they want. Yeah. <laughs> they have an army of lawyers. And I think if they kind of ignore it, mm-hmm. that's them being like, okay, like you guys can have fun with this. Yeah. Crystal what? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, one more game. Yeah, what you got? That I... I, I got a Mega Micro Games WarioWare. Yeah. Have you ever played that? I'm I'm looking at it right now. I haven't started it, but it's on the list. Oh, okay, okay. I think that game really holds up, actually, because of the modern attention span. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, ahead of its time it is. It's like, you're going to spend five seconds on this game, and we're going to keep moving. It's basically like TikTok, the video game. So then after playing that, it, it made me think I should try WarioWare Twisted. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that game? Uh, is Is Twisted the Wii one? No, this one came out on the DS. Oh, okay. So I booted it up, and the first mini game was like a shaving mini game. There was like a <laughs> bunch of hair on this guy's face, okay. and then it asked me to like. You could only do it on the original thing because there was like something installed into the cartridge to um, account for uh, like gyro motion. Oh, so you can't really play it. There's no way to play the game unless. Uh, it wanted me to pick up my computer and start turning it around. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't try that, but maybe I should. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on a. Oh no, you're not on a laptop anymore, are you? 
I got a Mac Mini. There's no way that would work. There's no way that would work, no. Yeah. I kind of wanted to, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, that, um, who was the, mm-hmm. the guy who was playing on a, for AGDQ, sorry, SGDQ, he had the controller on the GameCube and he was tilting the whole GameCube? Yeah, there must have been a gyro installed into the cartridge that was in the bottom of the GameCube, <sighs> Yeah, right? I guess it had that, that like gyro pack. Yeah, which is something I didn't realize that they did in the in the DS era. Uh, have you ever heard of Boktai? Excuse me? Do you know anything about Boktai, the video game? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, get this. Okay. This is also, I, I'm pretty sure, a, a DS game uh, by, do you know Hideo Kojima? Oh, yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, uh, he, he developed the game. And there is a uh, light sensor on the cartridge, and to like charge up your sword i think you had to actually go outside and like collect sunlight what <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it, how do you how do you play it <laughs> you have to take your computer outside and i wouldn't be caught dead taking my computer outside trying to flashlight into the webcam <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I didn't try booting that game up but Okay, I mean, like, I would love to see how that works. Yeah, and like from a preservation angle, there's got to be some way to like remedy those situations, because uh, otherwise you just can't play WarioWare Twisted if it goes away forever. Yeah, so I was reading a lot of like I was just kind of looking up articles on this, and I found a pretty good one from the Washington Post um, that argued a lot of these things. So there's actually like a few libraries that want to preserve video games and it's become the biggest pain in the ass for them mm-hmm. um so like the ones specifically cited in here are stanford university the library of congress and also yeah. the lgbtq game archive okay so they're just hitting a lot of brick walls actually trying to get games preserved from companies they have to rely on getting like recordings or walkthroughs or let's plays so a lot of games that are being archived are going to open up with <laughs> just YouTubers being like, all right, what's up? Hit that, smash that subscribe button. We're playing Pokemon today. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. And that's what's going to be in the library. Uh, they, One of the quotes I pulled out of here. So, game makers have argued that enabling access sought by the academics would economically harm their companies, which we can stop there and... These billion-dollar companies saying that preserving games in a library would economically harm their companies. Hmm. The ESA has argued that even old games still hold value since they can be re-released or remastered, noting as an example that thousands of older games are currently available on Microsoft's Xbox Marketplace for digital download. The academics have argued that such a stance allows the game industry to gatekeep which titles are made available or preserved, effectively limiting the study of gaming's history. But it kind of sucks that they're like holding a gun to WarioWare Twisted's head. That does suck. And saying, we might re-release or remaster this. Don't touch it. We might. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And it becomes such a a pain too because one of the other like problems they're faced with is so preserving the game some of these games are also licensed for a specific hardware so you're jumping Mm -hmm. over the ownership of the game but then also if they were to you know store in 
like store the the ROM or somewhere on an emulator, you know, that's also not you're no longer playing it on the intended hardware either. So like is is that bad? <laughs> but I think it's it sucks when I don't know, like cuz games also have so much there's so much good music ingrained in them, even like stories are basically that's like I feel like it's like literature. Yeah, it's kind of like lit. Like there's words and you read them. It's kind of like written art form. Yeah, I think games belong in a museum. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so is that is that the thesis of this? Yeah, they belong in a museum. Um, okay. There was a so they had another game that's like also could be lost to time. It was a role playing game from 1992 called The Great Greed. Okay. So this game sounds tight as hell, though. So it's a Nintendo Game Boy game about saving the environment that also contains an early instance of same-sex marriage in video games. In 92? Yeah, in 92. It's ahead of its time. (laughs) At the end of the game, the male protagonist can choose to marry any one of several characters, including another male character. Uh, Adrian Shaw, professor at Temple University and founder of the LGBTQ Game Archive, points to great greed as an example of a game that could fade from memory after uh without any preservation efforts Mm. it's like there's it's still just tied up in license hell but again like 92 that's early as hell yeah (laughs) and i unfortunately i doubt anyone's like chomping at the bit to to remaster this game because these companies suck but like you know and it's still just at the threat of hey we might we might cook this game back up don't touch it so where do we land good bad well i think overall the the greater thing is that it's necessarily bad like it does it sucks that you know you you do kind of have to wait for a, a good way to play warrior where it's twisted yeah so in conclusion like do what you want yeah. download video games if you'd like especially if they're not accessible on an e-shop or wherever and specifically mother three Oh, have you been playing Mother 3? All right. Yes. So, okay. I, I actually put a great deal of time into it this morning because I get up at like 7 or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. Man, that game's awesome. What are you enjoying most about it? So, first of all, because like you're, you're starting off like naming your whole family and saying all the things you like. But getting a, trying to grasp what kind of world you're in is sort of shocking. Like, your brother wakes you up and he's like, hey, these uh these folks brought their new their kid over and he's very cute and like you Mm -hmm. go outside after first talking to a frog which that's like the greatest saving mechanic i've seen yeah absolutely (laughs) but you you round that corner and it's just these massive dinosaurs yeah it's a surreal world for sure and then like it switches to you play as it's your dad his his name's flint Mm -hmm. um switching to his story where like that that forest is on fire and as like you're trying to get there there's this ominous bell ringing in the field did you go to the bell tower when you start i don't know how long ago you played this game it's been such a long time i remember how that game made me feel which is why i love it but i don't remember a lot of like specific uh plot points yeah so it it's like very early on so someone's ringing like the warning bell and as you're walking over to the field if you walk down to the bell tower there's a guy he's like 20 feet tall standing next to the bell tower and he's ringing it because it's just like at his standing height (laughs) yeah no i remember him he's like a 
yeah, he's a character. Yeah. And, and the game actually, so when you boot this up, it does tell you like, hey, this is a, a fan translation. And if Nintendo ever so chooses, buy that. Yeah. Like their their intent isn't to like steal from Nintendo's shit. It's just to get this game out into the world because Nintendo won't. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. And like I I swear I barely even like heard of this game until you know, I probably you told me about it. And like even like I never even questioned who Lucas was in Smash. I'm like, who's the blonde one? <laughs> <laughs> who's that boy? Who is that boy? But it sucks that the the only way to really play this game is to yeah, take it from the internet and i honestly think you should <laughs> if oh yeah like if all we have is a fan translation and like the amount of work that probably went to just translating the game mm-hmm. i i think more people should just be playing mother 3 in the only way that you can until there's yeah. like a localized way to do it but Hold on, are, do you hear sirens? Is that on your end or? No, no, I'm in Doyle's town. It's, it's fine. But uh, no, dude, wait, I, I hear sirens. Oh my god! Yeah, hold on one second. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> oh. Richie, is that you? Yeah. James, are you there? Man, I can't see shit. Where are we? I know. Why are we handcuffed? I, I have no idea. Wait, B- B- Bowser? He, he's real? Uh, Bowser, what are you doing with the roulette wheel? 30 years. years. Do we get a trial? Anything? No, no probation. probation. Oh no, dude, we're done for. 